real shit. That will be fun. If you want to read about some people ruining their lives from really dumb ideas in the 60s and 70s, it's a great book to read. Yeah, people ruining, like, just fucking tanking their entire lives over the worst possible combination of, like, young and, like, proto-Satanism. Awful. Uh, if you if you wanted to do like uh, if you want to like hang out with dudes just saying the dumbest acid influence shit and then like get raped by them during like a like type of attack therapy, that was the place. That really was the place to do it. Yeah, it's kind of like if like um fuck uh if like uh no it's not synanon the uh one of those things one of the fucking 12 step offshoot programs it, any it of, was any of the it was ones. it was like synanon that like developed like attack attack therapy though yeah yeah but, that is the one then yeah yeah it's so, like if you wanted synanon but run by a bunch of people who like wanted to be charles manson they thought Charles yeah. Manson was based. Yeah, they, yeah. They made they made synonym proto goth. You know. Yeah, yeah. They it was like siege pilled synonym. Yeah, that that's an awful combination. The, I'm gonna I'm gonna or, do it. <laughs> it already I'm exists. Gonna, it already exists. Out. It wasn't great. <laughs> I'm going to buy out a therapeutic boarding school and I'm going to make, like, instead of people reading, like, the four agreements or whatever, I'm going to be like, all right, here you go, kids. It's Hunter. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, yeah, what's the history of this organization? Like, the Process Church, like. I got some notes. So it was. So they're born out of the Church of Scientology. Sort of. Sort of. Uh, Mary Ann McLean was a Scientologist. Yeah, uh, and then Robert Robert Grim de Grimson, which wasn't his original name. It's Robert Moore originally. He was just some guy. He was like weird. That's mostly his entire role. Is he's just like some weird guy. He's just a dude and- who. He was a dude who was like there. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, you, we got you get the sense that he would not have achieved much without uh, Marianne. Yeah, no, yeah. not at all. And considering the I thing mean, to be pretty fair, much stopped, he didn't ex- really achieve much with her either. Like, he, he extorted millions of dollars from people. So, 
Yeah, over like yeah, basically the most empty idea possible. Just yeah. it's like the it be it was essentially like I think like Marianne basically took the like empty shell of Scientology. Like she was just like, Oh yeah, this sort of NRM like grift model. And then was like, what if we actually just, like, hollowed this out even further so there was, like, no real substance to it whatsoever? Yeah. It was, like, a thoroughly aestheticized religious, like, movement in the sense that it had no... I'm reading what qualifies as their theology, and, yo, this is nothing. It's literally just like if you said words, like if you just sat down and were like, all right, let him cook. (laughs) They they let the gravestone cook and it was dog. That's literally all it was. That's literally all it was. They just picked the dude up and were like, let him cook. Yeah. He's like, Jesus likes Satan and is God. And it's, Satan is Jesus is God. Yeah, they Lucifer, they, separate guy. They got the guy just like going off with some spray paint and with like a sharpie in a subway. And they're like, "Yo, come with us." <laughs> I had, yeah. to, had to rob people. It it is just basically like a dubber version of the Trinity. Like, like at the end of the day, you, you just replace like Father, Son, Holy Spirit with like. Satan, Jesus, like just God, God. Lucifer. It, it, God it really Lucifer. reeks of, of like fifties psychology too. Like that no, weird yeah, it, 50s it's massive st- like archetypes and shit like that. Like the entry level like pop psych Jung of like the fifties and sixties, where they're just like um people all fall into like four categories. Yeah, you got you gotta have the categories. Nowadays we have whatever the fuck it's called, Bader Meinhof or whatever, and we don't have to join horrible. So <laughs> the the weird categorizing thing actually like arises. This is a fucking wild rabbit hole, right? So a lot of this is like a direct sub uh, set of like IQ testing and proficiency testing which was developed as, like, a tool in the early stages of, like, what we now kind of know as, uh, like, gifted children programs, Um, which the original gifted children program idea was basically a a, uh, eugenics thing to be like, oh, what if we found, like, all the intellectually, like, fit kids and we started to, like, educate and raise them together so that eventually they would just pair off and, like, fuck, and we would have smart kids. And then it's like, oh, they're all autistic and they can't function. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it's wild. And they, but, like, basically that's what a lot of, you know, childhood personality typing and uh, IQ testing sort of got funded as, is like, how do we identify gifted youth? And one of the early um, forerunner, like, model children of 
the gifted child movement was <laughs> uh, Betty Ford Aquino. <laughs> Aquino's uh, Michael mom. Aquino's mom. Yeah. Oh yeah. She was like, she was like a Swedenborgian. I remember you telling me. I'm like, who? She was. Uh, she was like that? a. She was like a Swedenborgian. Then she joined like a uh, weird like LARP Rosicrucian church for a little while. Uh, I'm pretty sure she was married, pre like momentarily to. No wait, no, she was friend, very close friends with a highly um, reputable member of the Mormon Church for a little while. Um, and so, so, so just man, another type of Swedenborgianism. Yeah, and that man's son, uh, daughter uh, was, it's somewhat off the record. Um, you can find it in, like, local newspapers in most areas, but they don't really include it in the, like, life story. But I guess this friend of his mom's married his daughter off to Michael Aquino for a little bit. So it's really strange that like all of these weird straight up like PTK Phoenix program cults all kind of spawn out of like this weird proto version of like the human potential movement. Um, I mean, it, it so, really checks though. It does. check. Yeah. I mean, it really does. And it's, it's like, you know, everything fucking overlaps and has contact with the same shit and like, go figure. Yeah. Well, I mean, telling a bunch of children that they're gifted and like literally genetically superior to other kids, like, will probably lead to, like, the most nar- them growing up to be insane narcissists of varying varieties. Usually, you know? this is how we got less wrong, if you think about it, <laughs> and all of its consequences. That's the That was how we tried to reboot it, and it really didn't manage to get enough people killed, I think, to be worth it. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you, you just have, like, Spurks, like, online Spurks who are obsessed with AI, and, like, just fucking infect Silicon Valley with their fucking, like, nonsense ideology. rest it, of the United States. I will say, though, it makes more sense than whatever is this. I'm going to read a little from, uh, I believe it's, uh, I think, Exit. What is God? God is reuniting of the gods. God is the union and the unity. God is the coming together of all things in harmony. Salvation is the resolution of conflict. The ultimate salvation is the salvation of God. The ultimate conflict is God and anti-God. God and anti-God are two halves of divide totality. They ultimately must be reconciled. God and anti-God are embodying Christ and Satan. So Christ and Satan must be reconciled. Pure love descends from the pinnacle of heaven, reuniting with pure hatred from the depths of hell. What is love? It, it, it is like... Pure uh, Xavier Guardian angel ass shit for page <laughs> after page after page. Just yeah, like I like how like good chunks of like new age shit can just amount like amount to like the worst reading of Spinoza possible. Just really, really crude, like sort of like monism. Like it's so cool, honestly. Like everything is just one 
when you think about it. Everything's just one, and that means we, we have to play the game. The rape game. We, we got to play the rape game. Get out your dice. Get, get a couple friends around the table. We're playing the rape game. Wait, uh, so God is anti-God. That, so, yeah, I, genius. <laughs> Ten. So, I know with uh, Synanon that they would usually pair up their games with like sort of like starvation and like eventually like psychedelics. But like, d- does that like factor into the rape game specifically? Like, did they like pair that with like psychedelics or like any other like kinds of drugs? I know I'm works. fairly certain that everything kind of just ended up bleeding together because essentially what Synanon, you know, like devolved to is like a series of studies of like behavioral control. And so whatever worked is what they determined was like useful to do. Right. So, like, in any given context, you know, if to combine these two working strategies actually got the sort of behavioral modification that we wanted, then it's fair game. I see. Yeah. Damn, yeah, because Synanon like, a... as like a uh, like a system is very like was very like result oriented, um, more than it was like interested in methodology. Uh, that's why they were pretty fine with some of like the original like ranked or like staffing members to just be like out behind. <laughs> buildings shooting up um because it didn't really matter if the people were like actually acting according to what they were saying what mattered is that you know they could like report and document the results that they wanted to document right yeah that makes sense i mean like Synanon was, like, run by, like, an ex-alcohol anonymous, like, sort of, like, uh, guy in non-ex, like, in Alcoholics Anonymous who, like, ended up, like, quitting, and that, that, like, cult has, like, a very, very low success rate, um, incredibly low success rate, so it's, like, uh, obviously, if you just add on to that with, like, attack therapy kind of stuff, it's it's still going to have a really low success rate overall. But, like, you have to, like, just have, like, people within your ranks hype it up. And eventually yeah, but, it just stops when, when being about, like... therapy, you can have control yeah. over other people. And that's yeah. kind of the real yeah. thing. That was appealing yeah. to the stand-on guy. He liked that. He liked being able to yeah. quantificate. Yeah, he liked being able to pontificate and have, like, control over people and to, like, just attack them emotionally. Uh, does anyone want to Well, it was also play? useful. It's also useful uh, in regards to, like, the reason that a lot of attack therapy models sort of 
radiated out into like the TTI as it stands now is basically that like Synanon was a useful model for like documenting attack therapy methodologies that wouldn't be necessarily like reasonable to try in a clinical environment and if they could report that it's successful out in the wild then it suddenly is something that is much more palatable to bring on board in a um, institutional or medical context and so suddenly after synanon you start to see like a thousand synanons bloom um in a more clinical or like um psychiatric or whatever psychotherapeutic context uh it's like oh suddenly synanon was the testing ground for something that you know <laughs> no one should ever do but they're like look somebody else did it so i don't have to be the first to do it hey, yeah man. Uh, no it's cool this this helps people this does, helps people. Does anyone want to like explain? Are demons sometimes, honestly. Yeah. Does anyone want to like explain what attack therapy is, or like the games uh, in the context it, of Synanon and how it, it develops in this group? Yeah. It's when you call someone gay and tell you yeah. fix them. It's pretty. Yeah. Easy. So I spent like five or six years of my life in uh, like troubled teen programs, and. So this was like a kind of constant uh, element of it. Uh, attack therapy, like at its core, is therapeutic, quote unquote, application of confrontation and um, like interpersonal conflict to try and trigger what they assume is like a cathartic response. Um, in the case of a lot of like troubled teen programs nowadays, what that will kind of mean, and this is the experience that I had, uh, is they'll ask you to spend a large amount of time. Uh, I had to spend, I think, four days without talking to anybody, trying to make like a detailed inventory and account of my life up to that point. And then I had to sit down in front of the group and tell my life story and then uh from there they would prompt the other students in the program to essentially um like point out what they deem to be like character flaws demonstrated in the life story or what they deem to be inconsistencies in it and like accuse you of lying about your life and uh these sorts of things and the like the 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 claim is that this will trigger sort of emotional catharsis and allow you to like fix your interpersonal problems or something like that in reality what it is is a method of just like fully breaking somebody's brain <laughs> like fully breaking somebody from their perception of anything that they have to say or think about anything and it opens them up to um behavioral modification uh is like the technical term for it i guess behavioral adjustment 
But, I mean, I don't know. You could go so far as to say it's, it's like, borderline MK-type stuff. Yeah, it, it's... It is an interesting theme with the process church style is it has a huge emphasis on the deter- on a uh, responsibility lifting from this very specific uh psychologist named alfred alder adler alfred alvers <laughs> and uh yeah no it's that's like the huge theme on how they frame their thing and responsibility also means taking responsibility for things that happen to you and you can see how far that you can imagine how far that could be pushed. Yeah. And reading from some of the testimonies, it got pushed pretty far. Um, Even uh, the guy who uh, wrote this, the book, what, what's his name? Wiley. Even he said like, yeah, no, it was weird. Like if you got, he got like drugged with acid and he was like, almost certain that he'd be like blamed for it and it was and he thought it was really weird that he didn't because of like just mary ann just being an inconsistent person inherently (laughs) trying to like create some weird type of bond through secrecy with him but like yeah the way it seemed to exist in the organization was that you were essentially responsible for anything that occurred to you uh, with no real limit to what occur, what that is. So, very good at fostering a deep sense of guilt within members. Yo, have you seen what this dude looked like? Uh, I'm going to take a look what he looks like. I'm going to send a pic, the coolest picture I've ever seen in my life. Um, if he looks uh, what they think he looks like, Jesus Christ, this guy's a cartoon character. Yeah, so, like, I guess at a certain point, right, he had, like, a weird beard or whatever, but in his clean-shaven era, look at this uh, promo photo of him. Yeah. Yeah, he... Of him, like, blending into space. Yeah, for for the listener, imagine... Imagine, uh... Like a middle aged, a guy in his sixties, right, with long yeah, just, blonde Bob style hair, just billowing out. Yeah, like corn silk hair billowing outwards, and his body is like transparently blending into to a picture of space. Man. Yeah, <laughs> he's like yeah. emerging from the stars. He's written such wonderful books as The Return of Rebel Angels, Rebel's Angels from Exile, uh, Confessions of a Rebel Angel, Rebel's The Return of the Rebel Angels, Dolphins, E.T.s, and Angels. Yeah. As a musician. They really fucking love dolphins. Yeah. Yo, so another interesting tie-in. Uh, because at the same time as all of this, this was like around the same time as a lot of the like dolphin intelligence studies that were funded by like proto DARPA. God, which dolphin is... intelligence is so fucking dumb. Yo, Dave the Dolphin slaps as a movie though. <laughs> I'd watch it. I it's that movie. Yet. They like try and 
uh, what is it like? A guy can has trained these dolphins to like speak to him, and so the um, government like contacts him to use the dolphins in a plot to like assassinate the president. Um, which is pretty wild. Yeah. There's an awesome subliminal jihad episode about the movie. It's all it's pretty great. Yeah. It's like Yeah, no, like the it's kind of interesting how like the like you can just sort of like trace back like this sort of like psychotic practices of like sort of like troubled youth programs, um, these sort of like new age cults back to like specific research that was done and like government funded research that was done in like psychology and that kind of thing. Like psychology really kicked off as like a discipline specifically in like the fifties and sixties because of just like an influx of like funding towards it. Uh, this is where you see like trends and like major trends, like humanistic psychology and behavioralism just comes from like this influx of like funding and like most of it is centered around like sort of like finding means of like controlling people like sort of like engineering a proper democrat quote-unquote like sort of model citizen of a democracy or like whatever no it's about getting it's about getting the most psychotic person you know to do a random act there <laughs> that's the point of yeah. psychology so again, someone with the most burned mind you can find to like just fucking start mag dumping. No, I mean that's person. exactly right. Like, um, I think like when it comes to the process, and I mean this is kind of like I guess a socially marginal association that like people don't love having made, uh, just because. I don't really, I don't really know. I guess people are really like nowadays obsessed with like uh, believing that like true crime is just like a series of isolated events. Um, But like people like like true crime because it's pornographic. That's the only reason they care. Yeah, it's voyeuristic, and they like to like be able to say that it doesn't tie into sort of. Uh, material like social forces and instead it's just like oh we have uh, we can do like a trading card game with like different stories of uh, brainwashed people killing (laughs) random people but like the process church has pretty significant like factual tie-ins especially within like the, the initial narrative immediately following the arrest of David Berkowitz, um, who, you know, was the son of Sam, uh, sole son of Sam killer, supposedly. Um, and his initial testimony was that he did kill these people, but he, um, you know, the, the notorious sort of story that everybody goes, he, he, ha ha about is like that his neighbor's dog told him to kill people. That was, like, the third or fourth iteration of his initial story. And his initial story was that he had been contacted 
essentially by like a cult, like a group that met in a public park near his house. And he saw them uh, at some point and saw his neighbor among them at some point. And because he like witnessed these people, they started to talk to him. And eventually they started to like blackmail him more or less into um, shooting somebody. And then uh, he he swore initially that like a couple of the murders were just not him uh, and were actually other people involved with this same sort of group. And a lot of these people would then say, oh, we don't know each other. Like, I don't even know who that is. What are you talking about? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, only to like later have it turn up that they have like personal written correspondence with each other. Um, it's really strange. Uh, and his his initial claim it wasn't to say like oh it's it's you know um, he didn't use any like full naming or anything like that. He just said that they called themselves the process. Um, that is very. Which is, yeah, no, no one really talks about that. Yeah, it's uh, in The Ultimate Evil, Maury Terry broke it uh, down pretty heavily. But then The Ultimate Evil got kind of written off, as everything did kind of at the time, as like an artifact of the satanic panic. Um, and as a result, it, it's does, like, it does, you can't take that seriously. It does spin off into like talking about the OTO and Crawley a bit too much. That and that probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Arlos Perry murder gets like sw- uh, sucked into it also. It kind of like it, it kind of rem- like reminds me of like a proto version of uh, the sort of distance that people have gone with like the smiley face murders people love to love to just do whatever they want they love to just throw in fucking everything they notice because then they completely sort of invalidate the actual connections that they could be (laughs) correctly making yeah no it's the thing where you start seeing connections everywhere and then suddenly the pope's involved and you know the pope and your neighbor's mother and maybe even your neighbor's father as well and then and then it then it just like makes the whole thing seem meaningless so it's like oh this actually ties to a cult that (laughs) Ties back to a guy in 1902, as opposed to like kind of focusing on the more direct relationship with the process. Yeah, and I mean, like that's the thing that I think is interesting, right? Is like there are these some of the tie-ins that like the process actually has are way weirder than <laughs> trying to trace it back to like Crawley Salima. Yeah, Crawley was yeah. booning in Italy, and now... Yeah, and now... like, the fact is, right, like, there's a fairly consistent, like, ideological through line between the process church and, uh, you know, at the time, he was probably, he was just a little baby, but, you know, uh, 
20, give it 20 years and, or, well, I guess he wasn't a little baby at the time. He was overseas in Vietnam. Um, but, you know, give it 20 years and Michael Aquino will be saying roughly the same things in a new uh, packaging, you know? Michael Aquino is going to go on Oprah. I think, well, Michael Aquino was a little, had a little more Egyptology going on. You know, it was a little more interesting, a little more flavor. The thing about it, the, the thing about the, even the Egypt angle or whatever is exactly the same as what uh, the process had going on. It's just a different, like, aestheticization of a completely sort of empty, like, quasi-religion just a thing they have going on yeah it's just a a bunch of things that they kind of say um and i mean you could go into like a sort of capital t traditionalist critique of like both of these as belief systems which i do all the time because the fact is that even if you like tried to engage with them in like good faith the belief structures that they like profess are are like cardboard you know you could knock it down with like a a ceiling fan um yeah you know it's it's really really empty i'm reading yeah i'm just like flipping through more of like the grimston's writings and it's it's retarded it's the dumbest shit i've ever read I mean, it's really, like, on some, like, to be a man is to be a woman, is to be the sun, is to be a plant. Like, yeah, it, dude, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's like, it's like a step away from, like, a Luciferian drive like this, and, and Jehovah's drive like this. <laughs> and it's, it's like astrology for, uh... Astrology with eight less stars. Embarrassing. <laughs> it's astrology for like four people, uh, four types of things, and it's uh, like eventually going to be uh, disappear and then get rebranded by like a hardcore band and by like uh, what was uh, rapes. Uh, fake publishing name Vincent Snyder. <laughs> yeah. Like he had, he had an embarrassing sort of prophecy, or not prophecy, uh, like process era uh, on Siege Culture, where he was just posting like infographics of like process theology, and not um, that, not the interesting kind, not the. Uh... Not the no, not the like, kind. yeah, not the white head, like borderline open theism stuff. That's cool. Um, but like, this, it was really weird. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, no, um, I say, I've, I've seen the one that's like the process that's reformatted. So Satan, Jehovah, and Lucifer are like Tomasi, Charles Manson, and David Duke. No, not David Duke. Uh, the other racist guy. William Luther Pierce. Yeah, yeah, Pierce. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're the archetypes or whatever. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> and it's crazy, yeah. right? Because even if they didn't go that far, um, you can look 
back even, and I think it was either in a hand guide for Iron Youth or the Squire's Tale or a Squire's Trial. Um, but those are both like Iron March books. Um, and both of that, one of them had this whole oh, sort of guide, to like, uh, the like, uh, fucking fascist archetypes or whatever. And it's like the adventurer, the this, that, and the other. And it's like, yo, you're not an adventurer. You're 14. We, we all love, uh, I'm just thinking, where is Slavris classics? It's like the faggot agenda. Uh, that's a classic. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I, I just know. wish we had. I look back <laughs> on simpler times when we had Slavros. Uh, it's so funny because my stupid ass brain always thinks he, thinks that the guy would come down first. Yeah, Slavros. <laughs> Yeah, I think that'd be. I'm just imagining like a racist slobberist. God, what a stupid era! <laughs> it was what a what a time. Yeah. Yeah, the fag agenda. <laughs> the fag agenda. Yeah, that's that's what that's what we're doing. Um, yeah, which is like great name it's just for a like, podcast. It's just like straight up saying like ball. It's, it's great as a text because it's just like biopolitics good. Why are they good? <laughs> that's the only like motivation, really, because that's all they have to offer. Okay, so the archetypes thing, blah 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 blah, was in the published version of the Awakening of a National Socialist. All these books have the same name. Yeah, Squire's Trial is the nerdiest one. Then there's a uh, Next Leap. Um, Zero Tolerance was like, uh, is that is that about not smoking weed? <laughs> uh, no, really, it's really strange because it got kind of weaponized on both sides. So originally, it started as like Slavros being like, um uninterested in accepting uh religious people as national socialists dude he um, starts he starts the awakening of a national socialist with the fucking satvi debbie quote what the fuck are these guys doing yeah he are, was are, they, are they pretending this isn't a religious thing because it's basically well a no it was thing. more it was more like slavros was not interested in like christians or like uh, this was like at the beginning of the uh, the the Nazi satanic panic, where fucking people were starting to panic that the ONA was like a thing. Um, and I think Slavros was pretty like nervous about it himself. I don't think he was particularly fond of like Satanism mixing with his Nazism. You got Satanism in my Nazism. Yeah, That's why it's, they're it's one like, and the same. We're just here. For, <laughs> we're just here for the Hitler. You don't have to make it weird. Like, come on, man. I, I just hate black people. This has nothing to do with that. You know. 
Listen, man, you're not going to make me read the Bible and then have, have to have, like, critiques of it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I'm just, I'm looking through the Awakening of the National Socialists, and one of the archive, whatever it's called, the archetypes, it's called the adventure, and the first bullet point is pillar of having fun. And the whole picture is, like, a guy who's giving the thumbs up. It is. Yeah, it's like, yo, what this are you is the... talking about? <laughs> yo, look at look at my national socialist. Dog. It's one of those things. It's one of those things where, like, I such a funny come into picture. this and I'm like looking at it, and it's fully um, me having a like fascism viewed from the right moment, where I'm like pissed that they're like making this shit like gay and being like uh have fun like shut the fuck up it is it is there so are more much. fucking important things than having fun slavros you dumb the, fuck. this the picture is so fucking wild <laughs> it's like it's like the setup for like an rpg that, that's shittier than barg's one it's I amazing mean, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily doubt the importance of having fun in relation to fascism. One can think of sort of like the mandatory like kind of fun that was had by the Nazis in terms of like vacations and like sort of group events, sort of imitating loosely the SPD sort of like social clubs and that kind of thing. Um, it, it's just like that that kind of like constant need to be entertained is like a fascist impulse in a certain sense fascist love uh going fascist. to uh, yellowstone or what do what do they do now going to cracker barrel um Go. what is what are the what are the hitlerites doing now nothing Honest cool nothing scared. that cool everyone's scared now <laughs> There's right. a couple people here in New England who have, like, what's it called? Like, the Nationalist Social Club or whatever. Oh, that's a and bad like, <laughs> Yeah, and they're fucking gay. Um, they, like, hang out and, like, um, will, like, wrestle each other in public parks because none of the MMA gyms in the area are interested in dealing with any of them. Um... <laughs> Like, my coach kicked one of these kids out of the gym for coming in and being, like, weird and having an NSC, like, shirt. And I kind of looked at the kid and I was like, yo, what? <laughs> and our co and my coach is, uh, is, like, what's it called? Um, he's, like, former Spetsnaz. Um which is pretty funny, and then, like, half of the guys at the gym are all, like, half of us who attend the gym are all, like, either immigrants or children of immigrants from the Caucasus, and so it's, like, to have this kid, this dude come in who's, like, the most sort of Anglo-American looking-ass, like, kid, and we're all there just, like... She got busy. She got busy. checked out the fucking gym. Yeah, by our by our our crazy ass Russian coach, and then his like 
<laughs> gang of Caucasian attack dogs. <laughs> We're all like, nah, get out, fuck you. Speaking of dogs... <laughs> we gotta talk about strongest white woman in history, Mary Ann, and her weird obsession with German shepherds. Was this was it because she thought Hitler was base that she liked the dog so much? Probably, yeah. But it also ties in to certain weird, the weird history and developments of the process church. Common filth was right. Common Phil did not even anticipate the... He didn't even know the history of it. He doesn't know the bloodlines that go and how deep they go. How deep the white woman dog fucking goes. Yeah, no, it can be actually... It can be traced back. Yeah, Theosophy invented this. Blavatsky was the first Blavatsky was the first white woman um, before it was goats. But then when we got rid of feudalism, we had to advance to dogs. Yeah, they discovered a new goat. The dog. <laughs> really? What from a historical materialist perspective, what is what is the the significance of the change between the goat and the dog in terms of bestiality? Like uh, it's it, just the change of the general labor process that people do. Literally, yeah, it's, it's like you could like it's straight up materialist. <laughs> It's like yeah, people. It, there was a lot more goats around back then, and now there's a lot more dogs. Yeah. It it's like a shift from like the prime, from one of the classes, primary classes, to the bourgeois. You know, in just terms of like what animals do they own? It's just like goat. Now it's dog. You can't really do much with cats. Can't really do much with cats. That would be quote unquote coat fun um putting that in big quotes right there um <laughs> so <laughs> i so think that the pro the progression to fucking the dog as uh modernity sort of advances is like the development of an essentially like consumptive act to try and devour like an essence of an animal that we look at as more like primordial than ourselves and so at one point it was to like be like oh i want to consume the essence of a goat because a goat is you know sturdy and doesn't like have to fear anything because it's a goat it can just eat whatever and climb a fucking mountain this is a cool creature and then people became boring and domesticated and they're like hmm a dog is the closest thing i can get to a wolf i, yeah, wanna fuck a, I need to fuck a wolf uh, yeah how 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 we fallen <laughs> what how, how we how we seep deeper into the Caliuga? Yeah, we we have to return to tradition. Yo, so now. that is a thing, right? Right, like as the Caliuga progresses, like the lore, you know, theoretically, right, is that like at a certain point, people start fucking animals, and then at a further point, people start eating other people, and it's like you know, I think that um, the Process Church and Marianne is like uh, the emblem of the Caliuga. Um, 
they did not get around to eating people, but I'm sure if that, that compound in, uh, you know, South America worked out, they definitely would have. No, if they, if they got the, uh, South America thing off the ground, it would be like worse than Colonia, Colonia Dignidad. (laughs) You're a hundred percent right. (laughs) Yeah. Yo, what if they like linked up? What if you could get Klaus Barbie in a room with Robert de Grimston and was just we're just Robert- like no, let them cook. <laughs> Robert de Grimston would just say stupid shit, and Barbie would probably be very bored. Barbie was a much more practical man than Grimston. They were just like yo, let let yo. I guess in so- South America. That would make it very possible for Robert de Grimson to overlap with uh, Miguel Serrano. Miguel Serrano would have like 30 different photos with him. And because I assume that this would still exist in South America, Process Church would still exist. Uh, people would always post that photo when someone brings them up to defend them. They'd post the Serrano. Be like, Grimstone yo, photo. let him cook. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't uh, Serrano all Serrano was like good friends with like what's his name? The Tito? Dalai Lama. Also Tito. Yeah, what the fuck? How did yeah, contained, no. that man contained multitudes. That man was that man had the more charisma than I think anybody. That dude is I think like the uh like the the sort of reasonable successor to Otto Ron. What, just like this absolute freak who is really good at making yeah, friends? Who's just making shit up. And, <laughs> and it's like, no, this is actually spiritual, like, historical, like, spiritual research. Yeah, he was friendly. He was like, yeah, he was like uh, close with Nehru. It's like weird. I'm gonna become, like, the new foremost historian of the Process Church. And if people ask how anything was like revealed to me, I'm gonna say that it was revealed to me in a field by the ghost of a member of the process. <laughs> yeah, God, that's like that how point. Ron, like how Ron was contacted by like Cathar ghosts, who who revealed to him the true history of the they, religion. They, they informed him that Catharism wasn't just wasn't about wasn't gay. It was actually very sinister. It's very sinister. Yeah, yeah. Who who that was. That's like that'd be an interesting episode, right? Is to read like uh you know, the conquest of the Grail, but also then uh in Lucifer's court. Because like the sheer like heel turn that he cla- that he makes about what these people believe is so funny to me. And his justification for it isn't like, oh, I had to work at a concentration camp and I'm gay. Um his justification for it was uh, a ghost told me. Yeah. Ghost, <laughs> ghost primary source. Yo, I'm gonna cite like a ghost in my next academic paper. It yeah. it is it is so powerful as a fucking like thing to do in literature. I'm just like, gonna be like, there's some, there's some like, there's some good ones like opening quote being from yourself. That one in- Indian Anglo Indian mathematician who said God told him in a dream, but in how to do math. Um, 
There's like a few others that are just like kind of wild, but out there, I think Ghost told me. Gotta be my favorite. The ghost revealed history to me is like sick. (laughs) Yeah, like something you like history. (laughs) Not like math. Not something God probably taught you. I'm gonna rewrite everything in a way that is like directly like countervalent to everything Stafford Beer ever said. And then just be like, guys, his ghost passed all this on to me. You, you, damn, I didn't know you hated cybernetic management that much. No, nah, that's what I have. That's what all I do for work now. I, like, so I have like a, a internal sort of resentment for it because I'm like implementing control systems on a daily basis now, and I'm like, this sucks. You have to do jihad for Stafford fear. Yeah, I'm like, no, I hate this. I'm like, oh, God, they've reversed. Yeah. Stafford, Be- Stafford Beer is to me what, like, Ramzan Kadarov is to my people. Yeah, like, he is, kind of- I'm unwilling, but he controls my life. Yeah, it's kind of weird because the, the sort of development of cybernetics as, like, a kind of, uh, I guess science or philosophy of science it's really hard to say what it was supposed to be is that it starts like deep within the military industrial complex as like a means of like helping guide missiles and then it's like expanded to like multiple just expanded to like numerous things until it's like this all-encompassing like way of thinking about like all just all science like a unified science and then like you see this sort of like turn in like just adoption of like various like various people. It becomes like sort of a trend, and it's picked up on by like people who are like sort of outside of the STEM fields. Which Stafford Beer was like outside the STEM fields and like applied to like managing an office, managing a business, managing a democracy. Every and, day, we are spit-roasted by Frederick Taylor and Stafford Beer. Yeah, and honestly, I don't think Beer, like, really, like, thought of himself as, like, creating, like, sort of a totalitarian system or, like, whatever. It's the guy like who he, invented the shopping mall thought he was doing a communism. Yeah, it, it's just, like, when you look at it, it's, uh, look at, like, sort of the basics of, like, uh, sort of like cybernetics, it like really goes back to like, like sort of thinking about things in terms of ontology, like what a thing is supposed to do, rather than like sort of like trying to understand every it, like it like objects internally, and it becomes like a means of like interpreting the world like just in a more like simple and efficient way, um, in a lot of sense in a certain sense but when when you draw upon like on like certain forms of ontology particularly heideggerian sort of ontology you just end up getting fascism and irrationalism which is kind of like sort of a like you see that in like later like at like principles drawn out in like uh complexity sciences from like scientol uh from cybernetics like you see it in like what's his name Nassim Taleb, that guy. Uh, is, is that the black? Yeah, Nassim guy? Nicholas Taleb. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like just like pure 
pure rationalist conclusions about history. It's on statistics. Statistics is fake. You need to go back to smaller state structures because they're anti-fragile. the The whole of history is determined by random no, like no, events. Small that states have... are the least fragile thing. When I look at the HRE, you know, I'm like, yo, that's yeah. what stability looks like. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I I, really... I want the HRE to come back so I can become a gibbling. <laughs> yeah, it's really. <laughs> It's a really it speaks to the extent in which like the the world has become Americanized and like unintentionally Angloized like the sort of fetishism for small governments has just become like widespread enough that like you know you, you have it like seep into like sort of like quote unquote complexity sciences and like just random random ass fields of study. Like I, I don't know. I need to. I need to put a plate away. I'll be back. Uh, uh, you know what is interesting is how this shit is very also Jesus freak. The process church, like they had the Jesus freak. It's swagger. simultaneously like obsessed with. It's like simultaneously God bothering and like <laughs> satanic hippie shit. It, it It is a radical centrism. It really, I guess, embodied the two currents of the movement. It's like the dark and, and it, it, religion. It, it, it embodied both the major trends and also their hollowness. Yeah, yeah. It embodied both trends while embodying nothing at all. And Yeah, there's like two Jesus freak movements that are close to me. Uh, there's a... Uh... I just recently was, like, doing some research into, you know that fucking uh, Idaho, like, quadruple murder or whatever that happened? Uh, Yeah, no, the guy, like, was trying to, yeah, I heard about that. What was that about? Yeah, so, uh, I don't know, the shit with the, the, the dude is really weird. Um, They think that he may have been involved in other crimes also. Um... But the town that it, ha- it all happened in, like, Moscow, Idaho, is, I was, like, trying to figure out, like, learn a little bit about, like, the area so I could try and, you know, get a feel for, like, the sort of conditions in which all this, like, happened and, like, set the stage for it. And anyways, what I found out is there's a uh, ongoing movement from this one church in Moscow, Idaho, to buy up enough real estate within the like town that they essentially own the majority of real estate within the town and as a result like can demand like representation within the town government so there's like a full like dominionist church trying to take over moscow idaho which is pretty wild that is an yeah. Idaho moment. That is very Idaho for that shit happen. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're you're talking about the neo Nazis in Idaho. The Dominionist group that's trying to buy up the uh, yeah the like half of Moscow so that they can essentially make a claim for like governmental representation in the city government, which is oh because they're in Idaho. Oh, cause, also because there's an Idaho Dominionist church, they're doing ton of rapes. Like. 
just just notches that fucking. Oh, absolutely. There, that's uh, it's like the the main pastor of that church. Like his first big controversy was uh, him denying the existence of marital rape. That yeah. That, that's some '90s shit. That's like a '90s Republican classic. Yeah, really. I'm I'm looking forward for them bringing back some classic culture war shit. Like we're just like eventually, it's just going to hype it up until like they bring back real hub phobia again, and like we're just gonna like maybe maybe they'll like bring a cute little spin on it too, like. Yo, if um, we get normalized monkey AIDS narrative again, let's, hell yeah. I think let's they, go. They, almost, they were so close to doing that when monkeypox started. They were like a second away. Yeah. This like they I were know, just I'm chomping at the teeth. For like, I'm excited for America to become like genuinely homophobic again so that I can like talk to a gay person in the Boston metro area and talk about being like from Chechnya and have them not immediately go, is that the country where they put gays in camps? Yeah. I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't live there. (laughs) Yeah. Like cutting that. People always people always be going like you know uh, the, that it, in Boston you mentioned Chechnya it's one of two things they're killing gays or they immediately bring it back and are like isn't that where the Sarnayevs were from yeah like, no they came here from fucking Kazakhstan you tool yeah they didn't they do never anything talk wrong. about MMA. <laughs> They never talk about MMA. They really know. should. Most people yeah, think MMA about, now. They need to talk about our boy, Hamzat Chemaev, the goat. He acts like a dick, but I love him. Um, he's the he's the cool, the Chechen representation we deserve. Um, talk about how everybody in the UFC, for some reason, has hung out with Kotarov. Um <laughs> Because Kadarov bought them flight tickets. They wanted to yeah, go on vacation. Much. He's just like, hey, come <laughs> hang out. And they're like, cool, I guess. Yeah. Do you, do you want to watch don't think my you son's would... fight? Also, I don't think like anybody in the world like would want to say, like, no, I don't want to hang out to Kadarov. Like, he's a scary-ass dude. Yeah, it's also just like you get to, you get to experience I, I, an I entirely I, new country. There's there's rich culture there. Um, well, it's a country that's you know. fundamentally different from America. It's like one of the harder parts of like, um, you know, was one of the harder parts of growing up for me was like rectifying this massive cultural difference because I lived there until I was five years old. Um, so like the majority of my like formative early childhood was in a country that is fundamentally like about as different from the United States as you can get. And then I come here and people are like, what the fuck is that? And then nine 11 happens and I'm like, Oh no shit. No fuck. Yeah. And they're like, you came from a Muslim country. You did it. And I'm like, yo, 
it's not even close to Chechnya. Yeah. Saudi Arabia is pretty far away from Chechnya. Yeah. Yeah. 2000s were a little bit weird. You know, just as a period of time, like, you just had, like, the entirety of the United States United States going lockstep into, like, one war that had nothing to do with, like, what had happened, and, like, another war that, like, like, just, just, like, the most, like, bumfuck country in, like, the Middle East, like, going in there and just making it worse for, like, everyone who lives there. It's just, like, just doing that. It's just, then, like, what if we just went in and bumbled our way around the entirety of the Middle East, and then we're like, hmm, you know what would be cool? If we invented ISIS. <laughs> That'd be crazy <laughs> if we did that. <laughs> Yeah. That'd be such a move. Yeah. Well, it's like you gotta do something with all those like people, all those like sort of like I like Saddam's forces after you like remove them from public life, remove them from their jobs, and then you, you just gotta do something with them. Like get creative with it. Oh, you know? To, oh, to tell and, I mean if that. you can point them at anybody except for yourself and just be like, Yeah, go ahead. Then, like, I mean, that's exactly what happened during the second uh, Chechen war when uh, Putin bought Kotarov's dad and then was like, you're my, like, pet warlord in Chechnya now and I'm going to name you president and you go take care of all the other people. And... That's exactly what he did, is he basically was like, if you think that we're at war with Russia anymore, then you're fucking stupid and I'm gonna kill you. And then, uh, and now Putin just, like, points the Chechens at anything and anybody else and is like, yeah, please don't turn back around and and attack me again. Yeah. It's gonna happen. Yeah. It's it's just like so much like so much of like Russia's like military is relying upon like Chechens and like private like PMC types, which it's is like, like the majority of the people who are drafted in the current conflict are either Wagner Group or are disproportionately drafted from the Caucasus. So there's a lot of Dagestanis fighting for Russia right now. And there's a lot of Chechens fighting for Russia right now. And the draft rates in those regions are significantly higher than they are within Russia proper. And that's in part due to the fact that uh, the Caucasus has, you know, a much, much, much higher, like, birth rate than Russia proper does. And also, they don't see uh, people in the Caucasus as, like human beings and so they'll just kind of throw them out as they see fit yeah it's like a classic empire thing of having like recruiting like colonial subjects into like your army and like throwing them at <laughs> throwing them into various conflicts like yeah the I British mean, would... it's like we're useful we're useful insofar as it's like uh infinite supply of bodies and we're useful insofar as uh like those those famous oil fields that Russia has and whatnot are pretty much entirely within 
the caucuses. Uh, so if any of the constituent republics in the caucuses like broke off, like, oops, there goes the big natural resources they're bragging about. Yeah, they, they, I don't think that they really are trying not to let that happen. They're trying no, to Putin it. like really needs to. Putin really tries to keep Katarov on a short leash. And Katarov is fine being on that leash, but I've heard recently that he is like pissed with like <laughs> the with like Putin and has been saying basically like you're not taking this uh military operation seriously and you're killing way more of my people than I want dying and like uh like I'm I'm not sure that this is like uh paying off for me anymore which like I, yeah, I think everyone else who was involved who isn't, like, most people who seem to have been involved with the Ukraine thing are like, you know, I think that we're hitting diminishing returns at this point. Yeah, yeah they, I mean, I think, like, we, I think Chechen stopped caring once, like, Azov stopped posting every day about how they're like, oh, pig bullets. Yeah. Like the second that Azov stopped doing open Islamophobia online, everybody kind of was like, yeah, fine. Yeah. It also, there was just kind of an expectation that they would just be able to, like, it would be like a cakewalk going in. And, like, they weren't even, like, calling it a war. It was going to be an operation. It's an operation now. And it's just like, it's just like they don't even really want to they just bombard like the cities from like a distance and like just uh, try to avoid like direct conflict and it's just taking so long i i heard rumors about like a spring offensive but i'm not sure like it it devolved into what the last uh, modern war we had was which was trench warfare just like Iraq, Iran, it ends up devolving into two guys sitting really far apart, shooting artillery at each other, and may- trying to do some shit with tanks and having it not really work, and then going back to shooting each other with artillery. Yeah. The only true solution is for um, Jesus Zelensky to reconcile and spiritually unite with Satan. Putin. Um, <laughs> We're doing process. And then doing... God, God is uh, Dark Brandon, and Lucifer is yeah. Ramzan Kadarov. Yeah. This, is, this is how we do it's it. It's about bringing people together. And they all unify. They'll all uni- unite into one like super. They're going to President. create. They're going to create the. Co- they're going to create the process symbol out of their hard cocks, and it's going to. It's going to save us. <laughs> Bring about the end times. The 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 woman of the apocalypse will come down from the skies, <laughs> and finally yeah. take up the crown of the EU. Yeah, I'm. We'll all soon. We'll all be NATO. Soon. Yeah, I was talking. It, to my it, dad it is. It is so my funny because like, tr- Russia just joined NATO, and I'm like, yeah, that's there's the there's a the solution for you. That well, they almost, tried. That that almost kind of happened, which is so fucking yeah. funny. They they really tried. They tried like multiple times, like in the two thousand 
in the 2000s, they were really pushing for it. And, like, that's why Poon and, like, Bush were getting, like, buddy-buddy. was specifically, like, like uh, Russia was trying to get, like, a position on, like, the council, on, like, NATO's council. And they were cooperating a lot, specifically with Afghanistan. But, like, yeah, basically... I think it was, like, pretty quick. Like, it took them a little while to realize that, like... Oh wait, this is like a club that is built to explicitly not include us. Who yeah. would have thought? But it is yeah. funny that base Putin had was like very willing to just debase himself like that in the past. Yeah, very it, fit in. I mean, he yeah. did the same. That's exactly how he, you know, uh, like cool, powerful, special military man Putin. You know, that's exactly how he, quote-unquote, won the Second Chechen War, because, like, by all means, Russia lost the first, um, and Putin basically won the second one by not fighting it, and just being like, what if I bought somebody? <laughs> that is a be much better strategy, to be fair. We like we need to that's what war. we need to do is we need to find a Ukrainian warlord and just buy him. Yeah. Really How I, long do you I'm think it'll be until they like buy uh, buy Azov. Uh, we, uh, I, I I don't think Azov would be down because they are on some level ideological. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm looking forward to Azov being like white ISIS, you know. I that think Europe is the funniest possible development is we get white <laughs> ISIS. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like well, like the the sort of like essay, uh, like developed from like sort of like territorial conflict between like Germany and like Poland, uh, like after World War One, is like all the militia, like free corp types that they sent. To, like the like territorial border region to fight over it like ended up going back and like becoming like not like SA guys like brown shirts so it, it, it's just like ex troops that uh specifically like psycho nationalists that they send to fight in like fucking like retarded wars like this like have a tendency to end up becoming like fascist post war or like just bringing their insane shit back home or to the rest of Europe uh rest yeah just bringing that shit back home is like a lot of the volunteers from Ukraine are just like straight up Nazis like European not uh just like western European Nazis and uh fascists of various varieties that side with Ukraine because like Russia also is Reddit like, users also Reddit users yeah. Yeah, Reddit use Reddit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think like the funniest uh, outcome of it has been this sort of like handful of cases in which like American rad libs have gone over. Uh, I out of I like love a sense that. of uh, out of like a sense so of adventurism, much. and then come back and been like. I actually fought alongside some really great guys from the Azov Battalion. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. Good on the Azov oh, for having good people. Oh my god. Honestly. I had Yeah, I had a, I literally argued cases... with a guy like that on Twitter who like talked about like fighting alongside Azov and like 
is just like uh, he claimed to be an anarchist too, which made the whole situation. There's so funny. many of those. I got anarchist. in a fight with. I got in a fight with uh, somebody from. Um, fuck. What's the uh, like super cringe? A uh, big anarchist publishing collective that was like a big deal around a- the AK, AK Press. Uh, Crime Think. Oh, that's a way. Oh God, that's way worse. Yeah, I got in a fight with a Crime Think person. Uh, I don't even remember what platform it was on, but they had said like, "Oh, oh my yeah, God, I, I did service in uh, you know Ukraine and like." You don't know what you're talking about if you call these people Nazis, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, I, and I do know what I'm talking about because, like, I know Nazis who volunteered with them. Fucking idiot, but. Yeah, the, yeah it's it's really crazy how, like, Azov gets, like, whitewashed in the press. It's like, oh, they're just, they're small guys. There's not that many of them. And it's like, they're training the militias, though. Like they're, they're training. They're big bullet- enough that like they're big enough that Ukraine like rather than you know blacklisting them as an organization, they realized or they decided that the most like expedient course of action with them was to like integrate them into their military. That's a, yeah, yeah, no, you, like you that's a they're not going to be sign. able to undo that. That's that's like that's, a telling sign, right? If something is that big, if like something is you know has to be integrated into your state military instead of like disbanded by force, then like that should tell you a little bit about how big that that movement actually is. Yeah, it's like uh, uh, my dot. Like, Maidan was essentially a coup basically pulled off by them. So it's like, you probably want to have those people, like, close to you if you want to stay in power in, like, Ukraine. It's just in, like... In the end, they're the guys willing to do the most for what for the whole Ukraine thing. Like, no one yeah. else is going to do what they're willing to do. And that's why they have to be integrated into the military and be, like, the fucking guys and shit. Yeah, Yeah, it's really weird that they've become kind of Zelensky's like number one guys. They they yeah. they understand how it works. They know the game on some level. Yeah. I wonder I want to like I wish there was more um to a certain degree I wish like Telegram uh didn't suck as bad as it does in the United States because I can't like access any of the channels that I, you know, try to like access and watch. Um, and I really want to see what's going on <laughs> with Adam Woff in Ukraine. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, our- Adam Woff in Galicia is like still a thing. Um, well, yeah. I assume they they're like- still a thing and they're fighting right now. And I'm like, is that a man fighting or is he just like not doing shit? <laughs> Like, what the fuck is going on? I don't even know, like, who involved with Atomoff and, like, launched this Ukraine branch. Or if some Azov dude was just like... I think it was an Azov guy who thought it was base. That's my theory. Yeah. Yeah, and then got, like, kind of in touch or whatever, yeah. Well... Because that it's group like, launched, that one launched at the same time as, like, fake Adam Wolfen. 
fission or whatever. That, oh, I barely remember that one. So fission was like the uh, super high production value uh, ISIS propaganda style video. Um, and they people aren't even sure where that video was shot. Some people think that it might have been somewhere in the US, but other people think it might have been like somewhere in the Balkans. Um, but um, basically they they happened right before James Mason did like formally disbanded Adam Waffen or whatever. Um, and then shortly after that, the big wave of arrests happened, and now um, <laughs> every single like, post-Adam Waffen group has broken up repeatedly because they keep finding more and more uh, ONA members. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like it, they'll like find they'll launch a new group and be like, "We did it! We purged the ONA this time!" And then they're like, "Fuck! One of our <laughs> leaders is a no person." Yeah, it's it's uh, and it's kind of cool how... or, and you think left wing organizing is hard. <laughs> I I was gonna say it's cool how like the right wing equivalent of like Trotskyist entryism is just like the most insane like Satanist trying to enter like obvious like CIA like groups <laughs> to do shit. <laughs> it's it's super weird too because like I have had um DMs on telegram from the new like regional organizers for like post base groups and like that like the national socialist order which is like the post adam often or whatever God, and stuck with fucking names they're so and both bad. of them and both of them have been like would you like want to, you know, help out? We know you were like involved a long time ago and like, uh, we're trying to like get all the good people back on board. We've, we've purged all the ONA people, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I was like, yo, you do know that like when I was involved with all that shit, I was literally an ONA person. Like, and they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, see ya. <laughs> Don't contact me. Yeah, like, don't uh, fucking call me. I'm not right-wing, and I'm not a fucking, uh, I'm not involved with the, uh, fucking ONA anymore. Like, leave me alone. I'm, I'm trying to have a real, I'm trying to not, yeah, try not to be involved with with whatever the fuck that is, is probably good life advice. I'm just trying yeah. to live, like, a normal life now, uh, working in my fucking weird little academia, and, like, not being a, uh, like, a fucking apocalypse cultist. Yeah. Oh, man, what's, what, what's that, like, transitioning from, like, just being in, an, like, an insane, like, Nazi cult to, like, just going into academia? It's, oh, I don't that, know. I mean, for me, it was kind of like weird. So it was like, you know, uh, it was weird readjusting to like living in a normal place after living from, you know, 94 to like 
2000 something in you know the worst parts of a lot of the like conflict in Chechnya I lived maybe 30 40 minutes outside of Grozny so not you know in the sort of heat of a lot of the fighting but it's like you know that's always in the air kind of um everybody knows that that's happening everybody's ready to like move when it happens like when it fucking comes to you and stuff like that and so it's like growing up in that kind of environment is so fucking tense and like militarized and everything like that and then you kind of come into like boring ass american like suburban life like in the midwest and i was you know bored and like traumatized and so i got put in a lot of like troubled youth programs and whatnot and in one of those uh they let me have spend way too much time online and that's how i met uh the uh what's his name uh fucking yorkshire vampire man uh, oh it's a classic and uh from there i don't know it just like became a whole thing and they were like yeah you're really like disciplined blah 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 and i was like no i'm not i'm just like you're so mature for your age <laughs> i'm just like i'm like no i'm not like that disciplined i'm just like not american like i don't know what you're talking about i just like don't do a lot of this shit because I'm not like uh decadent or whatever. Um but that's not like a mar- a mark of my like character. It's just like the way I I was raised. Um but anyways they're like, oh you'll you're a natural fit for this, blah 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 blah. And I don't know, like when you're, you know, fucking spending most of your teenage life in programs where people are like actively like trying to tear you apart, uh to have you know, people be like, actually, you have, like, you possess leadership qualities and this, that, and the other thing. I'm kind of like, yo, this is sick. Uh, <laughs> and then eventually I kind of, like, realized, like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> yo, these people are saying they're vampires? <laughs> like, what? I know a guy, I know someone who says they're a vampire. And, uh, yeah, I think they tried to bite one of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not sinister. They're like uh they're the other type of flavor person who thinks they're a vampire. Like Yeah. Two, they it, got uh the Okay, yeah, yeah, cuz they're like two Yeah, types that, of, like, yeah, this is the vampire people. This they're is like the two half, vampire people. Yeah. And then there's like sinister vampires. <laughs> yeah, this is the two into having sex vampire type. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cult vampires. There's a bunch of them in Salem. Uh, I go over there sometimes to, like, laugh at them. Um, And I like to go in there and, like, stand ominously in the, like, occult bookstores. um, Because, like, since leaving any sort of involvement with occultism, uh, everybody has kind of come to directly, like, associate me with what they now know like i was involved with so i like to go into the little witch stores in salem and just stand there and look at the staff until they ask me to leave um and they're like what are you doing here we don't sell anything that would like appeal to you blah 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 and uh 
It's it's, it's I just very like funny. the energy. I just like <laughs> the energy like of the room. To them, I'll put on like a little fake Dracula voice just to like tease them. <laughs> Be like, am I bo- what is going on? Am I bothering you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to learn about astrology. <laughs> I want to kill your Jew. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah they're like um yeah it was weird Uh, definitely like a terrible transition to make uh (laughs) out of fucking the weird it's it's really strange too right because the crazy fucking child like cp peddling like rape pilled uh version of the ona that kind of spiraled out of control and like tanked a lot of Adam often is like kind of not recognized by a lot of the like actual sort of inner like core members or like practitioners I guess uh and sort of like they're looked at as like pawns more or less like you know you can be like oh ha they recognize me as like senior to them and so i can like tell them to do this and they'll go do a thing even if it's like crazy um and so it's like really weird because like the inner people are like fucked up in their own sort of unique ways um like you know uh like ryan fleming (laughs) Ryan, Ryan Fleming, human meme. Is he very? Me? Yeah, he is. Uh, I think he's gonna be in jail for a couple more years. Um, Good. Which means I have a couple years to like plan for what happens when he gets out. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Is he yeah. not gonna be happy? Oh no! I mean, ever, like he knows shit about me and like is whatever about it, and like he just like tries to hit me up and like be friends. Uh, like, last time he got out, he was like, yeah, I know that you're not involved anymore, and you're not, like, you don't think it's that cool, and you've said, like, some shit about it. I'm not sure I'm that into it anymore, blah, 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 blah. When he got out last time, he, him, like, he was like, I'm pretty sure I don't believe in National Socialism anymore. I think I'm just NRX. Um, <laughs> that, that is, that's, um, And such- I was like, I was like, all right, cool, Ryan. I mean, I'm not like a national socialist either because I'm fucking Jewish, but you know, because <laughs> I'm like, my family is like Jews on one side and fucking dubiously white on the other side. Like, I don't know how white Chechen people are. Um, but like, I don't know if they're cool with national socialists. So yeah, I'm kind of off, off that train too. And he's like, yeah, I think I just believe in uh, neo reaction. And I was like, okay. I mean, I believe, I believe in like some wacky shit too. So whatever. Yeah. It, it's like, listen, I, I, you know, I don't hate the juice anymore. In fact, they're so smart. Like, spe- <laughs> especially those chinese and like me I, I you know i just believe in racial realism is like that's that's really it you know i'm not a nazi anymore though that that, that is like a very like 
Is that what basically happened to Kalergi's dad? Is he, he st- with our dad's an anti-Semite, and then it was like, they're actually really smart and cool. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like a, it's a big thing in like a, a like sort of like Asian countries, particularly like Japan. Uh, I think we did, have, yeah, like, we, we've done the bit. We've done the oh. bit. On the, on the, uh. With the, them the, getting the uh, Elders of Zion, yeah. Yeah, the class. Yeah. It is such a funny yeah. fucking story. It is an amazing story. Being like, we yeah. need to get some of these. <laughs> we need them. Yeah. Like, we want them on our side. I mean, to be completely honest, that's exactly what Azov's done. They They did it. They actually did it. Yeah, hey. Azov's getting direct funding from Israel, so. That's, they read that's... the pro. They they did the ex- holy shit. They literally read the protocols and were like, oh, "We man. need these guys on our side." Oh they man, I remember it. getting called anti-Semitic for pointing out that like fucking Israel funds like white nationalists and fascist groups in like Europe and shit. Knowing that they fund A's, uh, knowing that they fund Adam Waffen is like, that's like beautiful honestly well like, the money's probably a slush and adam waffen gets like a couple they get a little cut you know so, yeah, yeah but it's really funny though if you that. listen to like azov's rhetoric about it because they've been asked kind of openly about like why do they accept money from israel if they believe in national socialism or whatever and like spokespeople have been like so the real jews are gypsies <laughs> that, that okay that, yeah. yeah in which no, case it, like in which case the jewish side of my family is still jewish uh yeah because like that side it, of, the, of the family is just like jews like balkan romani people and then for some reason somewhere in the family line uh was it in the server that i dropped that like I'm related to John D. Apparently, maybe that is that's a good connection. That checks out. That that is uh that is pure uh Merovingian blood. What we're saying through your veins, Brittany. I'm like, yeah, I am a John D. Descendant. You got to uh, become like one of those angelology psychos. I think that's like the new move you could make to ruin your life. Whoa! Then I could be like the. <laughs> <laughs> the dude who yeah. wrote this book. Oh, uh, this dude I was not the rebel dude... angels. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> none of first off, none of these people were smart enough to write in a knock in. I'm sorry. I'm they gonna couldn't be calling Timothy it. Wiley. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dolphins. Yo, like... the Delta factor. Dolphins, ETs, and aliens. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's interesting career paths. Like a lot, a lot of career paths are opening up right now. You can, you can become like a, a Larushite grifter. You can become like a Thiel-backed weirdo in like New in Manhattan. Um, it's just like the possibilities to, are opening up in America, and like people are taking advantage of it. You know. And you should. I too. might become. I might accept some Thiel money just so that like M. Crumps gets even madder about me. Yeah, but that um, could be the funny move. But uh, I, I just, know. I is, just, is it Thiel money drying up at this not point? Attract, 
Yeah, and I'd really rather not attract more attention from Crumps than I already do. Yeah. I don't God, like him like, very much. Now I'm thinking about to meet the up two. With him in Manhattan and he ditched, like, I swear that he ditched me. Like, I was supposed to talk to him. I don't him. like him very much. I say, well, like, I'm pretty sure I, like, actively made uh, sarcastic, like, ironic parody threats against him on the app about him. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just leaving like a fucking like carcass outside of a mysterious mutilated carcass outside of a is like apartment. Yeah, just a ironically, a, the corpse of a German shepherd. Ironically, outside his apartment. Ironically, ironically. Like, uh, it's like how I. Uh, I mean, I do think that like this part. I'm not sure. I'm like ironic about. But I do think I do want to make Crumps read the Bhagavad Gita. What would that do to him? Would he become like... <laughs> he would become a fucking, like, Savitri Devi reader. God, that would... I don't he know. would go I feel... full white Hindu. <laughs> full yeah. white BJP's strongest soldier. He's like, have you ever heard about the genocide in Bangladesh? This is why we have to do another one against them. Yeah. God. Yeah, I think that, like, Hare Krishna Crumps would be, like, the coolest development. Yeah. It's it's just, like, we're seeing n- so many evolutions in, like, right w- like axe right-wing grifters. Like, Campbot claims to be, like, some kind of Marxist. Logos is just straight-up a Lurushite now. Logos um, is so fucking annoying. Yeah, like he annoys me more than the other ones. I think it's because he has a bad personality. Yeah, it's like Nick Fuentes is just following like Kanye West around and doing like Fed shit. As honestly, good for him. He's probably having fun. Yo, I yeah. want Nick Fuentes to become a fucking uh, black Hebrew Israelite. No, I mean, he's no he he's doing what Matthew Heimbach always wanted to do, which was be Rockwell at uh, the fucking uh, Rockwell at the Nation of Islam meeting, and he pretty much managed the modern equivalent. So we had to give him a little credit. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty sick. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think the only right wing. Uh, I don't even know if I would consider him really a grifter as much as he just makes money by being himself. That like I still appreciate, and this is like an established fact. This isn't like me like uh, revealing any secrets or whatever. But like, I don't know. I still love Mike Ma. Mike Ma still out and about. He's, he's yeah. I like how he doesn't have that much of a social media presence, which is probably for the best. Yeah, and I mean I like that he's just kind of like a dick and not like an outright like. political dick like we everybody knows what his politics are but it's not like you know him being an asshole has very little to do with that yeah it's not really like his like you know persona is not like oh i'm a fascist like it's just like okay yeah this this little fucking dick like (laughs) this asshole um yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 and I mean, I have 
you know, my, my general affinities for the like pine tree people to a certain degree, they've been good to me. Uh, no, I'm like everything they don't like. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you made your bones. Those. It honestly counts for enough that you made your bones. That's enough for a lot of people. Yeah, it, like, I I thought almost all those people, like, just kind of, like, disappeared, like, to whatever compounds that they were going to do, or they just gave up the ideology. Like, it was just a brief period where every, like, psycho right-winger that I would, like, stumble upon on Twitter was just, like, pine tr- tw- pine tree Twitter, like, claiming to be, like, a Ted Kaczynski, like, Sort of Maybe Ted won. Just... Maybe they logged off. Maybe I mean, there was logged... definitely like a phase where it was like the sort of fashion statement for uh, like right wing like influencers and stuff like that, and then a bunch of people jumped off of it, and a couple people sort of just like appeared as a part of that, and then disappeared afterwards. And like, I don't know, I'm still for like in touch with like Storm King and stuff like that, and like. They're fine. Hell yeah. They're just they're 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 out here just doing what whatever. They've thinking, fucked off into the woods. Like I'm thinking about the Jesus freak people that I have near me. What are they about? Uh we got uh twelve tribes. Yo mm-hmm. I used to go to the yellow deli all the time. Yo, I've been to the yellow deli. I have a friend who loves going there. I've been there so much. I like the Yellow, Yellow Deli. Uh, the I go to the Yellow. I used to go to the Yellow Deli in uh, Boulder, Colorado, somewhat regularly. Uh, I once got incredibly drunk uh, on the Pearl Street Mall and got lost. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't find my way home, and instead, I just went into the Yellow Deli and I sat there and I listened to them talking to me about like sleep paralysis demons attacking people because they masturbate um (laughs) and they gave me like seven free smoothies it was pretty sick that shout out honestly shout out uh 12 tribes and they were like what are you considering are you considering becoming a part of the 12 tribes and i was like i am actually absolutely not but uh thank you But uh, thanks for the offer, and uh, thanks for the free smoothies, and uh, thanks for teaching me about how if I jack it, then uh, I'll see a demon. They, they know about gin theory. Yo, for real, I I'm uh, I'm convinced that like the O and A people are like doing some gin shit. They're doing nothing cool. I know they had that fucking dumbass tarot game. They made sinister tarot. There's a Sinister oh. Terror, but yo, you know about the Star game? I'm just confused about what that is. Is it fun to play? Could we, like, play it on the app? Yeah. Yeah, we could figure that out. <laughs> that would be a fun episode. We gotta yeah. do that. Yeah, it's kind of like chess. <laughs> but on, like, this super complicated board with, like, oh. each one of the levels of the board has different rules for movement and stuff. It's like, Oh my god, so it's just fucking 4D chess, 3D chess. And, like, the goal is to, like, ascend your pieces up the boards or whatever, because it's a reflection of, like, the ascent of, like, elements of the self. God. That's so gay. 
But honestly, good for them coming up with something that's at least complex. Yeah. Honestly, I think like a, a lot ton of, of the like the ONA. I think that like fucking David Myatt is like uh, probably could have just become a game designer, and <laughs> it would have been fine. Like if they just like had David Myatt write like tabletop RPGs, I think we'd be good to go. In a better world where he uh, started this shit after Dungeons and Dragons came out, he could have been like a writer for like Scary Morrowind. Yeah, they should have had. Yeah, they should have just had Ryan Fleming write uh, for Vampire the Masquerade. <laughs> he would have loved that. No, Ryan, I think, is like actively trying to like live his life as if he's a vampire character. <laughs> Lots of people love to do that. Yeah. yeah, like, okay, good for you, buddy, I guess. The, yeah. One of my favorite stories about him, and he told this, like, about himself regularly, as if it was, like, revealing some cool personal, like, traits about him. Uh, but apparently once he, like, um, he... In his freshman year, his equivalent of his freshman year of high school, his girlfriend, surprise, 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 his girlfriend at the time was younger than him, uh, was in junior high school. Who would have thought and, Ryan Fleming would write like them younger? And in order to take her to, in order to ask her to go to a dance with him, he rode from the high school to her school and then in through the door on a horse. Where the fuck and they said it's like Yorkshire news that he like violated like the property rules of like a school by riding a horse in through the doors. And he would say that he like he would tell this as if it was like cool. And I was like, dude, what? Like, yeah. what is this revealing yeah. about yourself that you ride horses around your town? Was yeah. this a plot point just, in like the fifth? Uh, this was a plot point in the fifth, uh, and the only one I've seen in American Pie. That was a plot yeah, point. I mean, it also just seems like a major inconvenience for everyone who has to like clean up after the horse. It's like, where do you park that thing? You know, like what? Like you're just having it ride through it, just shit it's everywhere it goes. It, it's like very unclean very unsanitary yeah between that and the like weird marmite story like ryan had some some dark tales i assume i assume he does a lot of bad shit i assume ryan yeah, I mean, is uh, about as unpleasant as you can imagine in terms of his history i feel like he's gonna get out of like i feel like he's gonna get out of uh prison and try and hit me up and be like so i've been reading a lot of crime thing that that would be the fun yeah no he could re rebrand as the predatory anarchist that could be the move yeah yeah if he rebranded as like a primitivist i think that would be like a thing that he would do because he uh would frequently try and talk to me about like Derek jensen um and I was like, yeah, Ryan, I don't know. I don't like primies, but... Yeah. Oh, and he man, was like, I... yeah, I don't know. They're, they have some points. And I'm like, 
I mean, Ryan, I know you, you're saying this to me because you know that I'm, like, not a modernity stan. To be fair, him joining like, the most glow organization, Deep Green Resistance, would be so funny. Yeah. Also, I thought so it was a good chunk. Yeah, I thought a good chunk ELF of their thing Ryan now Fleming. was being like rad femmes. I love how Eric Deep Heath is like, yeah, a huge influence in Deep Brain Resistance now. I love how Deep yeah. Brain Resistance has like pretty much done like something similar to a process church, but instead of becoming like an animal shelter, they've just become like turfs. <laughs> <laughs> they really are like if the ELF just rebranded as turfs. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, but like it it just like were they all just kinda like that? Like just like potential child predators or like I, I I'm sorry I'm asking so many questions about it, but it's always been like a curiosity for me. Like all sure, these like smaller necessarily like I'm not necessarily like positive like i know a lot of the leadership people were definitely like really weird uh especially in the united states so in the united states like uh i don't know like i was never involved with the temple of blood because i always got the ick from them uh and i never really considered them like a legitimate like a cult sort of organization um and i sort of fancied myself as like a serious occultist um you know i was doing like four or five day like you know ritual procedures like out in the woods like isolated sleeping outdoors for like weeks uh you know it was like i i took this shit pretty serious um and i never really considered like the temple of blood people to be particularly similar uh some of the things that really stuck out to me were that a lot of them are are uh a lot more of them than the media in the united states would actually have you like think are either peripherally or directly involved with the u.s military um a lot of them are like you know meth users uh and um a lot of them are like, uh, yeah, I'd say probably sex pests. Um, yeah, it just there's, feels there's like also they're... a surprising amount of Brazilians. Um, a- average Nazi organization. Yeah, Var- Varg was right. Varg knows. Yeah, it just seems like people that would be like you would get something on them and then proceed to recruit them from that. Like, oh yeah, you're a meth head, we'll just, like, take you to the police if you don't do X, Y, and C informant bullshit. Or, like, whatever. Like, I, I don't like, know. It's, it's really just... strange, a surprising amount of, like, the, uh, the, like, working leadership were, I would say, uh, either employed on army bases or were, like, rank-and-file military people. Um, I can somewhat safely, uh, say that there are, like, original sourced document leaks within 
the American sort of wings of the group that are like, you know, uh, documents pertaining to, um, you know, like uh, psychiatric research conducted by the intelligence community in like the mid-1900s, like documents that'll find their way out. I've seen first within those sort of networks, which I think is interesting that they're like circulating before they really like make it out into the wild in that sort of ecosystem. Um, so I think it's like a weird combination, right, of like occultists, a uh, couple of like serious, you know, occult people, uh, useful idiots that can get caught and used, um, informant, like uh, bait, the people that they're trying to arrest, and then there's a sizable chunk of like actual government personnel involved. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Average Trotsky is over. But yeah. I, what? I'm, now I'm thinking about the other Jesus regroup. Have you ever heard of Calvary Christian? Yeah. Yeah, that's the local one. And I'm still thinking about how. Yeah, they started out as, like, wash-your-feet type hippie types. And then, like, they they got really into campus-style Christianity, like, early, early, like, in the 80s. Yo, you know they're making, like, a a feature-length film based on a true story or whatever about, like, the Jesus movement? That would be actually fun to watch. I'd like to see that. Yeah, it's really weird because it's very sympathetic towards the movement, uh, which I what? think What? Is... <laughs> they do not deserve that. They don't deserve anything nice <laughs> to be said about them. I'd be, yeah, like, nice to see... Like... I, think, I think it's rape apology uh, to actually do it like that. <laughs> like, they're literally like, wow, isn't it cool? This guy started a church out of his house where they talked to hippies. Whoa. This guy destroyed Christianity more than Luther. <laughs> Like yeah. they're like, isn't that neat? Isn't it neat? He opened the church up to hippies, and it's like, yeah. watch this man kill God. And then they're like, I feel like you could just sneak into the like part of the movie where uh, the guy being like, "Have you met my good friend David Berg?" <laughs> How it always ends. I wonder if there's any connections between the process and like the children of God. Yeah. That that would be a it good would be a good Paul Thomas Anderson film, huh? like if Paul Thomas Anderson was directing it. But then again, it's kind of he kind of already did a religion, uh, did a movie about Scientology. I think like the uh, what's it called? Like the Jesus movement might be the only thing involving hippies that close more than hippies themselves. They're like, hmm, what if we made hippies like fundamentalist Christians? Yeah. Because well, I'm pretty I sure mean, I read somewhere like fundies and like Mormons 
are pretty disproportionately represented within the rank and file of the CIA. Yeah, it, it's just like a lot of a lot of overlap between like hippie shit and like sort of Christianity can be traced back to like kind of like uh like for, like the Great Revival. Like basically, a good chunk of that was like proto like hippie shit. Like specifically with uh with like I'm forgetting like Emerson and like. Oh, like the transcendentalists, yeah. Yeah, the transcendentalists were just like, like Christians and Christian Hegelians and shit like that. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm in New England, and so it's just like, that shit is everywhere here, because everybody's like, oh, Henry David Thoreau was from here. Yeah. It's still like, it's still just like salted earth from the great awake from all of the fucking being burned over so many times nothing can grow anymore. yeah yeah there's so many like the i think this is something that i always am sort of fascinated by and reminded of when i think about like the process is like there are so many bizarre like co-tangent christian like thought schools and like groups that pop up in america like uh in high school uh i like one of the therapeutic schools i went to was like an evangelical school and they were very like dominionist very like patriotic christian and stuff like that and so uh, the the cool rebellious kids or whatever thought it was super neat to pick up on like um like Tolstoy inspired Christian anarchism and I was like yo what the fuck is that and they're like yeah it's actually a real thing and I'm like uh what yeah so I guess you can really just do Christian blank anything you know. You, th- that is that's what's so cool about the great religion yeah like isn't isn't process the process is basically just christian satanism <laughs> pretty much yeah. I, I, although i don't know it's not much of anything it isn't much yeah, of it's, anything it's like christian yeah. jungianism christian <laughs> just wait christian jungianism is just being jordan peterson holy yeah you're right although you know i wouldn't say he's that would you say they is like has that much insight as a Christian? I mean, it it's like what a, like it just all everything that he touches becomes like mush because he's like trying to like bring in so many different like dumb things just haphazardly. It's like Jungian psychology, Evo psych, fucking like just like existential Christian bullshit. Just, the fucking what like, I like about social like conservatism, it. all in the name of defending liberal modernity, which just like I yeah. kind of want to make Peterson read Evola, and I want to watch him melt. He could he couldn't handle it. He he he'd be filtered I by mean, the Grail cycle. I mean, he'd be, he'd be destroyed on site. Would not it, make it's kind it. of like the inevitable 
endpoint of liberal modernity is just fascist is just a rationalist fascism like it's probably not that far off from what he already believes well and ebola is not functionally like actually particularly fascist he's very highly critical of fascism actually like more like fascism viewed not even necessarily like what he because he fundamentally views like the ontology of fascism to be like um broken and in opposition to like perennial tradition um he would say that he's probably more conservative than fascists but he's like um, a master type much more than a fascist yeah, yeah he's very much uh, like uh like the sort of weird broken politics that fucking like Nietzsche had are very similar to like Evola politics. Yeah. I think yeah, Evola is like... really just what happens when you get Ganon to not do himself any favors. <laughs> By forcing like, him to stay in Italy and just be uh like, Ganon it is you know ganon is is i love him uh but evola is just like if you like did ganon with like foot in mouth the entire time wait what's ganon rene uh, ganon like he wrote rene Guinan, uh... uh like the the rain of quantity and the signs of the times is probably the best book that he wrote um and then uh, he wrote, yeah, like a bunch of. He was like probably one of the first uh, perennialist, like big critics of modernity. It was like him and Frithjof Schuon. Oh wait, I. Yeah, both I of think them. Actually... Both of them converted to Islam um, pretty prominently. Um, Didn't Schuon end up doing like some weird cult shit in like fucking Indiana? I'm not sure. He died pretty, like, early. Uh, he, he died in 1998. Yeah. He was, like... I don't know. I, I wouldn't There's be shocked. Some, there are some shoe-on accusations. There are shoe-on accusations out there. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he was, like, a shitty person, I think. But I think he's functionally, like, ideologically the least sort of uh unpalatable of the uh like major traditionalist thinkers um i think it's like one of the things that i've kind of had to grapple with as like somebody who i don't know i have pretty strong appreciation for perennialism um and like there that just means that there are certain parts of it that I have to like go through and be like, yeah, I see this is where you're using this to like confirm um you know your pre sort of proposed like biases and so on and so forth. Uh like uh Ganon did that quite a bit in his like interpretations of Islam. Um and was was he the know, original based Islam guy? He was pretty pretty uh, not really like in the okay, like uh, so not that not really bad. not really in like the fash way, just in the way of like it 
does solve uh it's for him addressed a lot of like the glaring sort of growing rifts and gaps in like western modernity especially in like france where he was living um and so he was like oh shit like this is you know the 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 thing that for me has like made things click i am going to revert um and then after he reverted he started to be like ah yes now i'm like a muslim intellectual and like this is you know legitimate muslim scholarship and blah 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 blah. it's like no you're not (laughs) no he is my man is not doing uh he's not doing the real theosophy (laughs) he's he's just kind of i'm like okay yeah like and it's to a certain degree, I'm like, all right, Renee, I'm going to let you cook, but I'm not going to read him and be like, oh, yeah, this is like, you know, uh, fucking like uh, Malawi, like uh, Yaladin al-Rumi or something. Like, I'm not going to think of him as like, you know, a legitimate like Sufi scholar or something, but intellectually, I he has got some good, di- really pressing diagnoses of some issues and um i'm never gonna you know (laughs) complain when somebody finds their way to islam so hell yeah (laughs) like i don't know like i he would be like oh you know it's not it's actually not haram for me to do whatever and i'm like nah dude suck it up it is you know (laughs) That's not saying you have to stop doing it, but you know you can't just be like it's actually good. <laughs> this is good, actually. I'm not like out here rolling around being like actually it is in the Quran that I get to go to tiki bars or whatever. Um, <laughs> like obviously it isn't. Um, Am I gonna um... immediately stop going to my like you know stop maintaining my my tiki? appreciation and like regularity fuck no yeah the, the, the tiki dies you know, hard i have i have a friend who really wants to open up like a tiki bar with like a bunch of parrots and like stuff like that. <laughs> you do not want to do that shit with real animals i don't think that's legal either you can't just, just have like a parrot i just a went like a couple weeks ago, I just traveled like cross country for a weekend so I could go to two different <laughs> tiki bars. <laughs> like I try, I was like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'm going to Seattle for a weekend so that I can go to a couple of these places that are on my list." Yeah do Do you have like a set of Hawaiian Hawaiian shirts that you wear when you go to like tiki bars? Like, so I feel there's like- a uh, so there's like a um. Uh, kind of like a a fraternal order within the sort of tiki like subculture called the Order of the Golden Fez. Um, so I have a battle jacket that's all my go- my Golden Fez uh, like a uh, rank buttons and pins and stuff. Shit, I I didn't know there was a whole subculture around this. Like honestly, I yeah, it's a huge thing. Um. And it's it's really like I don't know. Uh, to run the risk of not having like to to run the risk of not 
of dropping complete ir- ironic detachment for like a minute. It's just like something I really enjoy because it's uh, very like not ironic, <laughs> you know? It's very just like uh, people going to have fun and enjoy a thing. Um, and I don't know, I like being able to do that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're bringing back Tiki Mindset. Yeah, yeah. Tiki we're can doing, come back. We're going we're to doing it, has, it even has food options. You can get some okay teriyaki chicken on rice and just yeah. fucking drink two zombies yeah. and then be asked. Yo, I actually <laughs> at this one of the, at this one place, uh, one of the ones I went to like a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's like Devil's Reef in uh, Tacoma. Uh, I got a uh fucking they have like one of the most bomb fucking linguices i've ever had in my life and they they serve it on like a house made giant fucking hawaiian bun and i'm like yo give me that i've never been i've never been to a tiki bar in my life honestly just straight up they fucking rule for my birthday this year, I'm going back to LA to go to the oldest one in the US. That's that's beautiful, honestly. Like it, the Tiki Tea is the oldest tiki bar in the US. It's been operated by the same two families since like 1959. Um and it's pretty sick. Yeah. And it's like yeah. pure cultural engineering. It's not really like a lot of people say, oh, it's, you know, an appropriation of certain cultures or whatever, except it's not actually emulating any culture that exists anywhere in the world. It like incorporates some sort of Polynesian like visual al- elements or whatever. But then it's like, then you think about it for a second, and you're like, wait, where the fuck does rum come into this? Like, that's a Caribbean thing. Um, there's like random pirate elements in a lot yeah. of it. And it's like, wait, where do the fucking pirates come from? Uh, I don't know. The Devil's Reef you is know, like a Lovecraftian tiki bar. And I'm like, what is this? This is sick. That's such a good gimmick. That's an amazing. Yeah. Gimmick it's, it's, yeah, it would be like a kind of Orientalism that's just so advanced that you just, there's the, the like reference points are like gone. Like, it's not referencing any particular culture. It's, it's literally, it's, like, it's just inventing... It's it's purely, like, escapism. Yeah. yeah. And it's cool. escapism that was born out of organize, labor organizing on the part of merchant marines, for the most part. Uh, so, it would... the A lot of the early tiki sort of bars and establishments were places for uh like basically like labor orders among the merchant marines to get together to talk to each other they were basically like weird tropical union halls that's actually kind of cool yo we're bringing back everything good about the spd we have to do tiki spd now Tiki SPD, yeah, we're we're doing. Uh, that's a part of like uh, base. Uh, one of the clubs of like a socialist mass party is just going to be like tiki bars. Like that would be beautiful, honestly. I I yeah, I don't I've know. Like, I think tiki like a- is like tiki was a ori- like the original sort of 
I think everything that, you know, drives the impulse behind, like, the terminally retarded, uh, like, fully automated luxury communism sort of drive is actually better personified by, like, the original elements of, like, tiki culture, which were just to be like, oh, yeah, I want to have, uh, you know, an opportunity in the midst of, you know, my, like, daily life and my labor to set aside some time to just, like, make some shit up and, like, hang out for a second and you know, then it it bled out into people being like, alright, so what do we have to do to, like, afford ourselves that you know, small amount of, like, leisure or whatever, and in a lot of cases that involved like, yeah, bleed over into, like, labor organizing and things like that. Yeah. Bleed over into the anti-war movement. Also, a lot of anti-war veterans ended up involved with, like, being like, oh yeah, during my time in the South Pacific, I, you know, like, brought home a bunch of these things, and now I don't really want to, like, be involved with, like, my war buddies, but I want a chance to use this sort of random decor that I got, so I'm gonna hand it off to my buddies here, and then join this sort of, like, leisure club, and it would just be, like, dropped off veterans, and, like, organizing merchant marines and shipping people. Um, yeah, it's pretty sick. It's it's about tiki mindset. Simple as. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real free. appreciation for it's, t- it's, a it, real it appreciation. The genuine liberatory aspects of tiki mindset coming yeah. coming soon to uh, Cosmonaut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. Well, yeah. I I think I have to get off soon for. Uh, yeah, I think I've got to run in. I got uh, Sambo class in a couple minutes. Hell yeah! I'm gonna. I gotta go. go I gotta go strangle some people. So I have to eat dinner and go to sleep in like an hour. So that I think yeah. we'll wrap it up. That was Angel School cool. Club. Yeah. This, this is Siege, Sissy, uh, Myra, and Brittany, and goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.